Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with true riches as we pick up in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 1. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. In the 13th chapter of Proverbs, there is a continuation of the contrasting of the righteous with the wicked, the wise and the scorner, the transgressor and the good man. A wise son hears his father's instruction, but a scorner does not listen to rebuke. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. He that keeps his mouth keeps his life, but he that opens wide his lips shall have destruction. The soul of the sluggard desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. A righteous man hates lying, but a wicked man is loathsome and comes to shame. Righteousness keeps him that is upright in the way, but wickedness overthrows the sinner. There are those that seem to be rich, and yet they have nothing. There are those that seem to be poor, yet they have great riches. That's because true riches are not measured in material things. True riches have a standard in spirituality, in the eternal. Your true riches are those that you'll possess five minutes after you're dead. Now, a lot of people have been awfully rich in life, but five minutes after they're dead, They're going to be absolute paupers. They'll have absolutely nothing. There are many people that have had nothing all through life, but five five minutes after they're dead, they're going to have such vast riches, the true riches, the spiritual riches. Jesus, in Luke's gospel, the 12th chapter, speaks a parable beginning with verse 16, and he spake a parable unto them, saying, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do, because I have no room to bestow all of my fruit? And he said, I know what I'll do. I'll pull down my barns. I'll build bigger ones. And then I will bestow all my fruit and all of my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years to come. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall be those things that you have laid up? Who's going to inherit it? So is he that layeth up treasures for himself and is not rich toward God. True riches are those that are laid up in heaven. 
They're the riches that will not decline. They are the riches that cannot lose their value, the true riches. So there are those who seem to be very rich, and yet in reality they have nothing. There are those who seem to be poor, and yet they are very rich. The ransom of a man's life are his riches, but the poor hears not rebuke. The light of the righteous rejoices, but the lamp of the wicked shall be put out. Only by pride comes contention. Now that's an interesting statement, but examine it carefully. Whenever contention arises, somewhere behind it, someone's pride. How important it is for us to come to the cross and to reckon our old man to be dead. But that's the only way you're going to get rid of pride, and that's the only way you're going to get rid then of contentions. I'm so upset. Did you hear what he did? Why are you so upset? Well, he said this about me and all. Well, how much truth is there to it? Well, I didn't want people to know that bit of truth about me. I wanted people to think, I always want people to think better of me than I really am. I always like pictures that flatter me. If they look too much like me, I don't care for them. <laughs> I like them to make me look really handsome and all, you know. And, oh, that's a good picture. It doesn't really look like me, but it's sure good looking, you know. Somehow we always want to put out a better impression. And anything that tarnishes that creates contention within us. Pride is the basis of contention. Only by pride comes contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he that gathereth by labor shall increase. Now, there are a lot of scams whereby people are getting wealthy. A while back, there were these pyramid parties, wealth gotten by vanity. That is, you know, the get, the get rich schemes. Money that is gained by get rich schemes is going to vanish. I have a friend who is a member of the mafia, and I've been witnessing to him for quite a while. He loves to flash a roll. He loves to open up his safe and let me see $100,000 in $100 bills. Or he loves to take me out to dinner and pull out a roll of $20,000 in $100 bills, you know, and peel them off. He just loves the flash of it. And he's always, always dreaming up some scam to rip somebody off. He was laughing and telling me about how that he collected $20,000 from a guy to, to rub out another guy. And he said, I was going to get $50,000 for the job. He said, I took $20,000 down as so you get $30,000 when it was done. But he said, I just took the $20,000. <laughs> 
He said, I didn't rub out the guy, but he says, but I got 20,000. He said, but who's the guy gonna tell? Who's he gonna complain to? <laughs> now he told me, he said, you see this wad of money? He said, I have it now, but he says, out there, there's a hundred guys that know that I'm presently got the role. And he said, all of them are sitting up nights dreaming up some scam by which to rip the money off of me. And he said, one of them will come up with something and I'll be a sucker and I'll go in for it and he's going to rip me off from this role. And when he does, everybody will know that he's got the role and they'll all then start dreaming up and I'll start dreaming up a scam to rip him off from the role. He said, we all know where the role is. And he says, we all get to handle it every once in a while, for a while. But he says, sooner or later, one of these guys gets to us with a scam and he rips us off and then, you know, we have to go after him. And he said, it's money that just passes through our hands every once in a while. And I thought of this proverb. Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished. But he that gathers by labor shall increase. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Oh, yes, I'll marry you, honey. Just wait a year. Oh, my heart's sick. <laughs> Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. Whoso despises the word shall be destroyed. And this would be the word of God. But he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded, will be blessed. The law of the wise is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. Good understanding gives favor, but the way of the transgressors is hard. Sometimes we look at the sinner and say, oh man, he's got to say, no, the way of the transgressor is hard. God declares that. And, and we see that so many times. Boy, we see a person just really up against the wall. We see them just really, you know, they really had it. And they come in and say, oh, you know, can't believe. Well, the way of the transgressor is hard. It's going to catch up with you. And when it does, man, you've had it. Every prudent man deals with knowledge, but a fool lays open his folly. A wicked messenger falls into mischief, but a faithful ambassador is health. Poverty and shame will come to him who refuses instruction. But he who regards reproof shall be honored. The desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it's an abomination to fools to depart from evil. Desired accomplished, the completed goal, oh, how sweet it is. He that walks with wise men shall be wise, but the companion of fools shall be destroyed. Evil pursues the sinners, but to righteous, good shall be repaid. A good man leaves inheritance to his grandchildren, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Much food is in the tillage of the poor. 
but there is that that destroys for want of judgment. Uh, it is interesting that um, the United States has had a tremendous food program for India. I forget exactly what percentage of the food that we send over, though, is eaten by rats, but it's a large percentage of the grain that we send to support India is eaten by rats. And, of course, they don't believe in killing rats because it might be your uncle. <laughs> it could very well be one of mine. I always questioned him. But it really isn't always for the lack of food that a person is hungry. It's many times the lack of good judgment. Now, he that spares the rod hates his son, but he that loves him will chasten him often. Solomon has quite a bit to say about uh, the correction of a child. The foolishness of the world is bound up in the heart of the child, but the rod of instruction driveth it far from him. Then he said, spare the rod and spoil the child. Now, my son thought that was a command, and when I started to use the rod, he said, but the scripture says, spare the rod and spoil the child. He thought that I was supposed to spoil him, you know. <laughs> I said, son, you don't understand. It means if I spare the rod, I'll spoil you. <laughs> he that spares the rod hates his son. The righteous eats to the satisfying of his soul, but the belly of the wicked shall want. Continuation of the contrasting of goodness and evil. Every wise woman, and wise and foolish contrasted always do, every wise woman builds her house. She takes care, she takes pain, she takes effort to really build her house. A wise woman it to me is a very tragic thing that today there is so much pressure upon women to be something other than good wives and keepers of the home. It's almost made a, a downer to a woman if she's just a good mother and housekeeper. Oh, you're just a housekeeper? Oh, you know. You don't have a career? Oh, you know. The other day, my wife and daughter signed up for exercise class at the YMCA. And, and the woman just kept talking to my daughter and almost ignoring my wife, just, you know, and, and was just so interested in my daughter. And my wife got upset. She, said, she later on said to my daughter, you know, that woman was extremely rude to me. She was just spending so much time with you, it's just because you're young and I'm older, and I don't appreciate the fact that people just ignore a person when they get older and all, and, and giving you so much time. And Jen sort of, you know, said, well, Mom, you know, and tried to pass it off. And finally, Jen says, well, Mom, if you want to know the truth, she said on the application where it says occupation, I put down writer. You put down housewife. And that's why she was paying so much attention, because, you know, career. And the world, you know, oh, you're a writer. Oh, my, you know, blah, 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 blah. 
Oh, you're a housewife? <laughs> but a wise woman builds her house. I'll tell you, there's no greater reward in all the world than to see the fruit of a wise woman who has built a house in which there is love and security for the children who can grow up in that kind of an environment and blossom forth into manhood and womanhood. What a reward and what a blessing. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish plucks it down with her hands. He that walks in his uprightness fears the Lord, but he that is perverse in his ways despises him. In the mouth of the foolish is the rod of pride, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. Where you have no ox, the corn crib is clean, but with much increase is by the strength of the ox. You know, don't brag because your corn crib is so clean. It could be that you have no oxen. A faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. A scorner seeks wisdom and cannot find it, but knowledge is easy to him that understandeth. It used to be always after the test in school, someone would say, well, was it a hard test? And I'd always respond, not if you know the answers. <laughs> Only hard when you don't know the answers, you know, then it's tough because, man, you got to think of something and make up something. That makes a hard test. But if you know the answers, the test isn't hard at all. So the knowledge is easy unto him who understands. No, no problem if you understand it. Go from the presence of a foolish man when you perceive that there is no knowledge in his lips. Some guy just, you know, spouting off and you perceive the guy's a nut, just walk away. Don't subject yourself to it. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. Fools mock at sin, but among the righteous there is favor. Oh, how fools love to mock at sin. How much we see today the mocking of sin. Oh, I suppose I'm a sinner, you know, and people mock at it. The heart knoweth his own bitterness, and a stranger does not intermeddle with his joy. The house of the wicked shall be overthrown, but the tent of the upright shall flourish. There is a way which seems right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So, what is the way that seems right to man but ends in death? Is it narrow and is it straight? <laughs> or is it broad? 
Jesus said, strive to enter in at the straight gate, for straight is the gate and narrows the way that leads to life, and few there be that find it, but broad is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. Many there are that go in thereat. There is a way that seems right unto man. You hear people today say, well, all roads lead to God, not according to Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. All roads may lead to God, but which God? You see, there's only one path that leads to the Father. There's only one way to the Father. That's through Jesus Christ. So there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. If you are walking in any other way other than Jesus Christ, you're walking in a path that's going to ultimate in death. Separation from God. There's only one way. Jesus Christ. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Proverbs on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Proverbs 13 through 14 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD, and our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord be with you and bless you this week. May he watch over your lives and keep you in his love. May you abound in the love of Jesus Christ. May there just be that rich flowing forth in and from your life as God works in you, his perfect work of love and grace. May God grant that you have just a special week of enjoying the goodness and the fullness of God in his love. In Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. As we look back over the roadmap of our lives, we often see the value of troubled times, personal trials, and even the experiences of pain or the death of a loved one. 
These are the building blocks that establish God's plan for us. It is with great honor that I'm pleased to introduce Pastor Chuck Smith's autobiography entitled A Memoir of Grace. You're invited to pull up a chair and listen as Pastor Chuck shares his personal story of how God's grace prepared him for life's purposes. Perhaps as you're reading this story, you'll be prompted to evaluate your own past, your present situation, and that which is yet to happen, and realize that it all plays a part in establishing God's plan for you. See God's grace at work in your own life when you order a personal copy of A Memoir of Grace by Pastor Chuck. God called me into the ministry and how God has just led us step by step. For more information on how to order your copy, visit us online at thewordfortoday.org or call toll-free at 1-800-272-WORD.